Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and you are here on another season of the ASSR Fantasy Draft covered here on Saturday Draft Live. It's season 16, or if we're going to use WrestleMania terminology, we are here on season 2000, which means today, when you have all together, it's a it's an SDL host in every corner. We are here to break down all the new tag teams. Uh, well, it's the tag team season, so we're here to break down all the teams and give you our analysis. And it's basically brag about who's which one of us might may or may not win. As this has an SDL host in every corner and person in every man in every corner, I'll just take credit and say I'm the Shane McMahon of this group. <laughs> I can I can't work I can't do a work punch either, and I would probably be shit putting together a Royal Rumble. And also, I have some family members dis- dislike me as well. Never been fired by one of them yet. First up, uh, joining me. Is a man who I think it'd be funny to call him the Vincent Man. Nobody wants to be the Vince of this comparison, but you know he did mysteriously disappear for most of last season. I assume to go cover up those house money payments. Just hope they, <laughs> just hope they take pennies. It's right, Douglas. No chance. That's what you've got. Wow, 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 wow. Thanks, Scott. No chance is which we is what Randall we said to us most of last season when we asked, "Can you do Saturday?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, talk talk. <laughs> Next up, a man who has not done well since the last tagging season. He was victorious last time, so he did get reunited with old partner, who we will talk about in a minute. But he seems to have kind of fallen down. He seems, but maybe we'll find out that he's buying his time, much like Linda McMahon in the wheelchair. <laughs> and maybe this season, when, with his man missing cohort, will rise up from this wheelchair, as in rising up the table to kick us all. And our metaphorical testicles. <laughs> the talk now. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth there. I was just going to say I was in a and I was in a comatose state the last couple of seasons, but this is the season where we step out of that wheelchair and kick you all in the metaphorical bollocks. Uh, I definitely said it better myself. And finally, <laughs> finally, Grace. He's never going to be demoted. Although I think naming his team after the fact they went through drafts last time is. Definitely what hurt him. Yeah, he's our very one Steph and McMahon. It's Jack Graham. These these things these things certainly do happen, but uh, Stephanie has the best look of the bunch, you know, I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. <laughs> Alright, teach his own. <laughs> like we said, the tie team season, the teams were drawn at random uh, a few days before the draft selection show. And uh, that was also the order in which the tie teams were drawn also determined the order. With the exception of Andy Mitchell, who was the last season winner, whoever was left on the board basically got paired with him automatically as draft winner must pick last the following season. So we'll go to the first team, Goats Incarnate, the most perfect pairing that ever that wheel could have given us, which is the Goat David Campbell last year's Listening League winner who came within a half point of defeating Andy Mitchell, which by you know default is the greatest Listeners League first season in draft history, as in going for this league to, into the draft. Sorry, Ryan, at least that's hard to hear. He's teaming with a member of the Listeners League, and it was Anthony Reynolds, who I was politely informed of 
off recording that that's not the same guy from the Dark Order. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I must have a busy schedule, I must have rampage to do. But uh, he chose not to compete, so I went down to the uh, the runner-up, which was Tom Brock. You know, I don't have anything against Tom Brock. What I really don't like, you know, is people being intolerant of other people's cultures, also the Dutch. They were for number one. They've got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Finn Balor, the Banger Bros. Don't call them that. And (laughs) as their team, uh, Jack, I'll go you. I mean, you and I, a couple hours were on a little call that wasn't recorded when these teams were being picked out. And I think the reaction to when it was was the word listeners lead next to David Campbell really spoke for itself. Oh, I brought, I brought, I brought great, great joy considering how much this this man hates the listeners' league, and it was, it was, it just so happened to me that I, I did the wheel and thank, thank fuck there was about four or five other folk watching it, <laughs> so they didn't say it was rigged, which was, which was great. Uh, and now it's just, it's, 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 it's I think the, the teams that we've got with the going listeners' league, we'll find out later on as well. So if you've seen the stream, you already know. I think for, for storytelling this season, I think it's going to be fucking brilliant. I can't. I can't wait to see what happens, but I mean, we, it's, it's, it's no surprise. I mean, I think they, they, they declared their first pick on Twitter, didn't they, before even the stream was? They let everyone know that Rhea Ripley would be the number one. Two or three days before, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing against that, because, I mean, if you're drafted first, you basically get your pick of anybody. Although it looks a bit rubbish if uh, they do that, then something happens in a row and they change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. We, we did have the hindsight of getting a look at what happens on Raw, which was always nice. But yeah, big and rear play outright was a smart decision, Ryan. I'll go to you. It's uh, so a smart decision off the bat. I mean, especially in this season, picking one of the Rumble winners off the bat, especially if you're confident that they're going to win. I think everybody and their mum is, is putting their money on rear play to win a uh, title at WrestleMania. She's chosen to challenge Charlotte Flair, but they've also picked Charlotte Flair as well as Bianca Belair. And I think David seemed to. Lord, this is some big missed opportunity he was taking advantage of, but I really think when it gets to Mania night, this might not work out the way they, they think it is. Yeah, I, I'll go to the first part of your question there, Scott. I think Rhea definitely was the first pick, because when it comes to this season, uh, I remember I'll, uh, I won the Lester's League on the WrestleMania season, and it was uh, he always went to the Rumble winners and then everybody else. And Rhea's going to be more prominent on television, I think, because she's also involved with the Judgment Day storyline as well. So that's two storylines she's playing on. Uh, in terms of picking Bianca and Charlotte, I do think it's a bit of a trap, considering I think at least one, if not probably both, will lose at Mania. I think Bianca's reign's been a bit long, and Charlotte's just been a filler champion to somebody else takes so I think. So I think uh, a typical Lister's League bait there that he's fell for. Uh-huh. I mean, Charlotte had a tail defence last night, but the season's had to start on Monday, so obviously no points uh, for yeah. them there. Bianca will face the winner of the Elimination Chamber at WrestleMania. She will be, to quote yourself there, Ryan, she will be there. Uh, yeah. on TV. How often she'll wrestle or any filler feeds for the belts she'll have, we, we don't know. But, uh, David, I think I'm worried that with these three female picks, this is running into a same level thing that Ross had last season. Ross dominated the majority of last season. He had a great team to take him up to the final pay-per-view of the season. Obviously, he didn't win because he didn't have enough Rumble representation, especially in either of the Rumble matches. We mainly had the Usos who were there in the corner of Roman, whereas you had Andy and David Cabell who had Rumble winners on their team. I worry like, 
David did say on the stream it was all about you know the points leading up to Mania, but I worry that potential cancelling each other out of the Rhea Charlotte thing, you know, one of them will probably be a captain, and then Bianca potentially losing will cause them to have not a good WrestleMania. I mean, it looks good on paper, Goats Incarnate, like, you know, getting Bianca and Charlotte back to back. I think it's a bit of a faux pas on the rest of everybody else, leaving them so far down the list. But it's a bit of a double-edged sword because, I mean, who knows how many times Bianca's going to compete between now and Mania, especially if they're saving her for, for the big show itself. Like, I picked her last season. She didn't compete as regularly as I'd like to have done so. I mean, Charlotte Flair also got a title defense on SmackDown this past week, but there's no guarantee, you know, she's going to be winning matches every single week in the hope that, you know, they're going to be saving her for Mania. So mm, I think we'll have to go on the assumption that, you know, they're being, they're gambling on getting the big points from the pay-per-views, but the Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, both selected, I think that's a, a missed opportunity for, uh, you know, trying to maximize points as much as possible. I mean, there's no guarantee that she got wins every week. Vince McMahon was still in charge. You could definitely guarantee that, but right now anything can happen. What do you guys think of the rest of these teams? You've got McIntyre and Sheamus as he's tied team. They're kind of doing something with the Viking Raiders, but recent rumours suggest that they may be competing against each other in a triple threat against Gunther at WrestleMania, or at least that's what uh, they want. And talking of uh, not wrestling a lot, I know MJ uh, got Finn Balor here who will, uh, who will be prominent on Raw. You know, he's probably going to go into something with Edge in Intermania. But you also got MJF, you know, who from his own admission won't be defending the AEW title very often. We, he has revolution, but outside of appearance points, and I don't think they're going to add the captaincy to MJF. I don't think they would they would do that. I don't see MJF doing much to help build up the, the team from a wrestling standpoint. Nah. It's, a, it's a tough one. It's tough. I was the... the, the, the the first half of our team is obviously a huge big kickers. We've we spoke about the the women's championship conundrum with the first three. Finn, he's obviously going to he's going to be a prominent figure on Raw. But if this is potentially Edge's last WrestleMania, he's not going to lose his last WrestleMania. So you don't, you don't really know about that. McIntyre and Sheamus, I think, was smart for where it was, especially like if Gunther is the the, the, the triple threat match is going to happen at at Mania. Obviously, the Viking Raiders in between. He won't. They won't lose any points for that. They'll get their appearance, but also they won't get any wins either. And then MGF will get the Revolution title win. I think he's fighting next week as well. I don't think he'll have any other matches aside for that. Maybe a couple of appearances, and that's it. So I don't know. I think, it's, I think you're pretty right on what you were saying, Scott, and saying that it's going to maybe be a similar case to Ross that they're going to be hoping for fill as much a gap as, pos- as possible to Mania, and then Mania may be their downfall, but we'll. Wait and see. They're certainly an early favourite, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah certain, sorry. Uh, cer- certainly the approach that um, you try and, as Jack was saying, you, you win the race before the last hurdle. But mm-hmm. this hurdle might be a bit too tall. That's the only problem. So, um, yep. and I'm not, I'm not excited about the bottom half of that team either, to be honest. Yeah, we'll definitely have a few weeks of them at the the top. You know, start off with, but and we'll definitely hear about it from David Campbell himself. But it's how they continue that on because I think you may have gotten a bit obsessed with like you know taking people that other people maybe missed or maybe so they couldn't have them like obviously getting the rumble winner off the bat if you're picking first is a is a no brainer but then getting Bianca and Charlotte I think you then used by getting them and then also going to the snake draft by the time I go back to them I think they realised they hadn't picked their tag team and by then a lot of tag teams a lot of problem ones have been picked 
because I don't think McIntyre and Sheamus, you know, while it takes two prominent singles guys off the board who had fallen under the radar by that point, McIntyre and Sheamus, when you go into it, especially if you're picking number one, are probably not your first choice when you uh, when you think of a tag team that'll get you points. But speaking of tag teams uh, who have been successful, and I kind of was loose link there, but I'm going over to you, David, because you yes. and Gary Kern are the defending champions. You are the Ali and Raquel Rodriguez of this season and that you won them the titles briefly and then you've not had much success since. Uh, Men on a Mission 2.0 is back together. Please take us through your picks and explain yourself, sir. Yeah, well, obviously being second selection in the draft, I think it was a no-brainer where we were going to get one of the two Royal Rumble winners. So we said, if we don't get Rhea Ripley, we have to get Cody Rhodes. And we absolutely did that. Given that, you know, he's massively over with the crowd and I think he's going to be featured a lot uh, throughout Chamber and Mania season. He might not compete at Chamber itself, but I think it'd be stupid not to have him featured on the show every single week, whether, you know, it's backstage promos or maybe he competes in the regular match. So, yeah, it was a, it was almost a guarantee that we were going to have him on our team. Next up, I admit, probably a bit of a gamble ahead of the two women's champions, but with the Elimination Chamber coming up, we thought Raquel Rodriguez might be in a strong position to at least get a couple of eliminations inside the Chamber and also be an outside bet to face Bianca at Mania herself if they're not going to go with Asuka. So a little bit of a gamble on that front, but it was purely for getting consistent matches week in, week out and possibly some big points at Elimination Chamber. Third pick, the Young Bucks, our tag team pick. Now, this was purely my selection because Gary doesn't know a lot about AEW. Uh, but I figured AEW Trios champions are heavily featured on the show anyway. They'll probably defend the titles regularly on Dynamite or Rampage. They might get a match at Revolution. But yeah, again, it just comes down to consistency with a few title defenses here and there. And, you know, the Young Bucks are again a big heavy feature of uh, AEW as a whole. So it was, uh, again, that was a, a no-brainer. And then the second half of the team was mostly uh, Gary's input, you know, because when we were scrambling trying to find our second half of the team, you know, he was throwing suggestions at me. And honestly, I thought, yes, 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 it was it was perfect. So we got two members of Judgment Day. We've got Dom and Damien. Obviously, they've been heavy featured a lot across. And this week, they were both on Raw and SmackDown. So as and as individual picks as well, not a tag teams. So definitely... Uh, some points to be had there, especially, you know, Dominic as Condom is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilariously heelish, and I think people are starting to get the gist of it. And our last pick, you know, this was a, I think this was a, a huge opportunity capitalised on, EO Sky, one half of the women's tag team champions. Like, when Jack and Ryan picked Dakota Kai as a solo pick earlier on, we thought, alright, when it gets to us, let's pick EO, and, you know, as luck would have it, you know, we were able to to grab her so I would consider that uh, a bit of a saving grace but we're very pleased with our team on paper in terms of not just a combination of consistency of appearances and matches but also a few title wins here and there maybe for damage control and the bucks on on separate shows so yeah very happy with our team mm-hmm. and like you said for your first pick if you're picking second on this case season you don't get one rumble winner even if you're not confident about them you pick the other ones so of course that was a no-brainer uh, Raquel Rodriguez, I will admit, being that high, uh, but a lot behind that, especially if she doesn't end up coming out on top of the of the women's chamber. I definitely think she's going to I could definitely be like one of the more dominant ones in the chamber match if she doesn't win. Maybe even coming down to the final two, which means you will get points for elimination as you get in the the chamber match. Uh, the Bucks, I can't doubt that. I mean, Ross had a couple of tag teams wanted 
before them, but we had them on our list. Because I do believe they have a trios match next week. I don't know if the titles are on the line. They might be. And then you got a title defend the belts at Revolution. And plus, outside of that, probably want themselves to climb up the tag team ranks. So I think they'll wrestle a bit more than Kenny will, you know, in their traditional tag team matches. And you said, like, Roman fixtures on TV because they were off TV shortly after losing the trios belt, but now they got them back. And they'll want them to be a product fixture building up those those trios, uh, build some prestige around them. You say you were guest gallery, but was, was this to the point you were maybe feeling the strain of the, kind of the negative side of the snake draft, given you were so high on the, the left-hand side of the selection? By the time it comes back up, you're like, you're scrambling. Okay, he's been back, that person's been back. Yeah, I think it was just more to do with the how many people were in the snake draft, because if you're at one end, you get two picks back-to-back. So we kind of had to sort of make a prioritization as to who we were going to make sure we had. And yeah, the I think the, the last round pick, you know, we were sort of torn between like Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest, given that they're both heavily featured in some capacity. But we always had, the, the good news was we always had backups for our backups. And yeah, I think Gary was keen to get at least one member of Judgment Day on our team. And thankfully for us, we got, um, we got two of them, plus one half of the women's tag champions as a solo performer, which as we've seen from SummerSlam Survivor Series, uh, is a very, very solid pick. Uh, Jack, Ryan, what are you guys' thoughts on Gary and Dave's team? I, I quite like in this team at Tottenham Hotspur. I don't like them, but I, I reckon they're going to do it all right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's not a winning team for for sure, but I do think they will be in the kind of top half at the table. I think Raquel's a stupid pick from considering round two. If it was what? Let me finish, big man. Come on! I was actually going to say, see if Raquel and Eo were switched around, I think it'd be absolutely fine. But I think I don't think Raquel's big enough name for round two, especially when the the two women's champions went before. And I know you there's a, a conversation of like. Uh, both could potentially lose, but I think there's more, still more value in the two champions and Raquel Rodriguez in the draft. Uh, Damien Priest's a bit of the loose end at the judgment day, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think Cody, Dom and EO are great picks. I do think they're great picks. Dom, I think everyone wanted Dominic at one point. You know, we know he's going to get the match against Ray Mysterio and you know it's going to be a win. EO Sky, as you said, you, you, you copied the strategy of me and Ryan. The, 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 the we did we get the Dakota Kai so I, I, I can't knock that and I think getting you know around five I think it's great as well Young Bucks I think obviously your, your tag team I don't think they're going to do amazing but I don't think they're going to do bad either so I think that as I said I'm, I'm not a fan of your team but I think you would still do alright um, I'll add to that um, I'll slightly disagree that the Young Bucks isn't as bad as maybe well, that, that is it was bad but uh I think in terms of the New Day and Usos going already, I can't think of too many other tag teams I'd rather pick and you get a strong one off the bat isn't the worst. Um, so I could, I'm totally up for that. Round three, Raquel, definitely far too early for me. I think there was, I can think of at least four or five other women I've picked before her. I can I see the appeal of the Elimination Junior match, but you might get absolutely nothing out of it, especially the way they booked her for the last two months or so. Um Dominic, huge round four. We were really banking on him coming back to us, but obviously never happened. Uh, Damien Priest, it's not the worst choice either. Round six, we're going to get the peers points. And maybe in and around Rhea and just Judgment Day in general. So you've you've got some consistency. I just think Raquel's just not enough around to. So, so I mean, you did say, Dave, uh, it was in a summer trade that some people let Ben Kid sell something. You were right before them, so you could have, have taken one of them. 
Uh, I, 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 I don't think Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair are ideal choices, but I think they're better than Raquel. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, EO will probably be featured alongside the other members of Damage Control, but if Meltzer is to be believed, she won't have a great WrestleMania. It's supposedly her and Dakota are to defend against Ronda <laughs> and Dana. So, uh, broken arms for everybody. And then Dom and Priest will be heavily featured. So, those two, getting both of them, I probably think, was one of the smart picks you made. And, you know, especially given that Dom and Priest has a qualifying match for the US title chamber uh, on this Monday's run, Dom will probably be a Crawford Lance match just to get that match with Ray. Going on to my team, we were picking third. Myself, and, you know, to quote, you know, David's first round pick, Cody Rhodes, I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I'm not going to cry. I need my older brother, me and Ross, the proclaimed brothers together again as Serenity now. A reference that David Hockney didn't get. <laughs> we were picking third. We have Gunther as our captain. We should mention we and Cody are David's captain and uh, the other two teams' captain, respectively. Obviously, there's two of our winners as your captains in Alberta. But we have Gunther as our captain. Our tag team is the New Day. We have Jamie Hayter. Austin Theory, Grayson Waller, and Nikki Cross. There's a few NXT picks you'll see on these later teams. I'll be honest with you, it was only midway through the we realised that Wednesday is tomorrow, is tonight actually, and so none of us are getting any points for that. So we can work it, we can count on the build to stand and deliver, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, we got Gunther, Intercontinental Champion. He was my first round pick uh, last season, did be very well. I maybe should have switched to the captaincy too. It wouldn't have helped me win, but it would have took me up the table a little bit. He was the Iron Man in the end for the Royal Rumble. New Day and the Italian Champions. Even if they lose them tonight, they'll probably be back on SmackDown. And more likely, and I promise, but as soon as they go back, because you know they're the New Day. Jamie Hayter, EW Women's Champions, she's a prominent storyline with Brit. And, you know, this issue with like EW homegrown women and like people coming in. I assume that she'll hold the belt through Revolution. Austin Theory. Me and Ross were talking about it and we were very confident that Theory would retain the title in the chamber because I definitely think, even though you could argue he doesn't need it, the US title will be on the line when he has that rumoured match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Me and Ross had a list of people we agreed upon in advance of trying to get as many of them as we, we could. It was it was after we got Austin Theory that I realised that the majority of the people that we had on that list that we'd either gotten or someone else had taken. This is where a bit of panic set in for me because Ross wasn't responding. He was out for dinner with Haley as it was her birthday. So I had to make the decision to kick Waller and Cross. And, you know, I said to Ross, I don't, I'm not entirely sure about Waller, but he said, like, even if he wins the title tonight and we don't get the points, you know, he won't lose the belt in his first feud, so we'll have him carrying the belt all through uh, the next couple of months and retain possibly a stand and deliver WrestleMania weekend. So, Nicky Cross is the only one I'm not entirely sure about. But I'd love to get your thoughts, Steve, especially you, given that you had a, you had a look, weird look on your face when we said we wanted Austin Theory in the fourth round. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Austin Theory is a bit of an enigma at this point, if I'm being honest, because, you know, he's gone through a bit of a reinvention over the past year or so. But he's been booked a lot more consistently and he's getting US title defences uh, with his WrestleMania opponent, allegedly John Cena as well. So he could be in with a shot with a big Mania programme. I think Austin Theory could either be do really well or he'll just be all right between now and Mania. Because, I mean, it's, I think from where he's been selected, I think it makes a lot of sense. But there's just something about it that's, that's troubling me, but I can't, can't put my thing, finger on it. Like, 
you'd expect him to be doing well as a mid-card champion. But I don't know, I just feel like there's something that's holding him back a little bit. I don't know, maybe it's just all the buzz around Cody and the the bloodline feud and stuff. Maybe he's just sort of lost in the shuffle a little bit. I don't know. I know. I hear what you're saying, but you know, last season he did get you know successful defenses against people like you know Rollins and Lashley. So the plans are what they were rumored to be. I'm quite confident in that pick of of Austin Theory. Uh, Jack Ryan, your thoughts on me and Ross's team? Yeah, um, I say especially the Rumble finish. I just said Gunter, uh, reasonable choice for a round one. I don't know if it's third pick good, but I I, I wouldn't buy Lash at Gunter at all. Great run at Rumble. Um, I think it'll be great points. Uh, he can be very up and down when he's had the belt beforehand, but I think going into the Mania, you want these champions on television, so it's a fairly sound decision. Uh, the New Day, um, again, good tag team off the bat, that's good. I don't know, I, I've not seen enough NXT to know if they're going to lose the, the belt tonight. Is it tonight, Vengeance? Yeah, Vengeance. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So, but if they lose it, you're not going to lose I just don't know where they go after that, and if they keep it, brilliant. Uh, Austin Theory, myself and Jack talked about that before the draft selection because we considered him. But if he's going to go into uh, Mania potentially against Cena, he doesn't need the belt, so you might drop it to Chamber. But for round four, you're, I don't think you'd be that bothered if he did because he'll be on television going up to WrestleMania anyway. Grayson Waller, um, I think, is genius round five, even if he wins it tonight and then you don't get the points for it. Completely under the Radar, I think that was a great pick. And with Nikki Cross, I think there just was enough women left in the draft, so I'll I would take her. Um I can't I, I wouldn't I'm not stunned or like star stunned by this but uh, team, but it's fairly consistent, so I'll give you that. I think um also what Ryan was saying Austin Theory we were we be spoke but this was this before the news broke during the week about Cena. We 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 as Ryan said, we said that the match doesn't need the belt, but Cena's filming schedule is too hectic that apparently he's not going to be able to appear between Rumble and Mania and the oh. talk is that Theory's going to do an open challenge and Cena's going to answer it on Mania night I see so I, I, I get I, can, I think from what we thought to begin with to now I think my perception has changed of what's going to happen with Theory and I think Theory's a really good pick he's, I think he's going to defend at the Chamber he'll probably get another defence in between and you'll be like, I have no one else to beat, blah, 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 blah. So maybe I'm going to do an open challenge and it'll be seen and I'll come out saying that's a great pick. New Day, how long are they going to be NXT champions for? Are they going to lose it this, lose it tonight? Are they going to lose it at Stand Lover? I don't know. So depending on tonight is kind of how successful the pick will do, I think. Grayson Waller, regardless of a win or a loss, I think will be a good pick. Gunther and Jamie Hayter are great picks. Nicky Cross, shit. Yeah. <laughs> But then again, she's a final round pick, so that's the one where you really don't care if they do well or not, because again, you there's probably a reason why some of them don't get picked before the final round. But I'm I'm quite happy with them. Yeah, I, I get what you guys in that new day and reason Waller maybe when's it will determine what happens tonight. But if the thing you said Jack is true about Austin Day, you know, he's been trying to kind of make Cena a little bit doing the whole of the champions here and you know, that's very essentially nest in the US Open Challenge, so if he if he could in, if he could do a couple of open challenges between Chamber and Mania and get us some more points, that would be very much appreciated. But one thing I'm happy about with Gunther is if you remember, I think it was after WrestleMania, 
think it was last year. It was last year or the year before. I picked Gunther when he was still Walter, right, round one. And if he failed spectacularly, so much so I transferred him out. And so the difference between now and then is, as a draft competitor, is just excellent. But maybe we go on to Alva Goodgraps 2.0, which is the team of Graham Robbie and his silent partner, you know, Scotty Two Hotties, new, new favourite ring announcer, Kwaku Aji. Uh, they've got the team of Bailey, who's their captain, the Usos, the tag team, Bobby Lashley, Brian Danielson, Chelsea Green, and Kenny Omega. Uh, Dave, we were kind of joking before, given uh, Grant's recent history, and Kwaku basically said he was there to make sure we didn't have an odd number, mm. that we basically were joking that, despite the fact that it's a media, Grant would be picking a mostly AEW heavy team, but He's only got two uh, people. You've got Brian Danielson, who probably won't matter about Evolution, but it's still a big part of the show. And you've got Kenny Omega, who will probably be successful for similar reasons to your tag team, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think Kwaku's definitely swayed Grant away from an all-AEW team here, especially with Chamber and Mania in mind. But there is a... There is some AW representation and some good representation as well, given that both Danielson and Omega are somewhat in and around uh, title scenes of their own. Like the returning Chelsea Green, though, I think that's quite an interesting pick from them, given that she only returned at the Royal Rumble and lasted about as, as long as uh, Jack Graham does in bed. But, um, uh, wow. Dave, it's Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, what was I? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. It's difficult to say where Chelsea Green's going to get booked from here because you know one broken hand and it's uh, it's all up in the air again. But it seems like she's having a sort of Karen style character a little bit. But it's uh, I get I think definitely an outside pick for their team. But I suppose there's nothing to to lose from it. I guess having the Usos as a tag team though, I think that's quite risky this season given what happened at the Royal Rumble. You know, Jay's been MIA since then. Who knows when he's going to come back and who knows, you know, how many frequent, you know, matches the Usos are going to have between now and, and Mania. So, I mean, Usos, obviously great as a tag team pick last season because they were regularly defending the titles. This season, I'm not so sure. That seems a bit risky. But Bailey is their captain. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Again, you know, damage controls everywhere. Bailey's, you know, regularly competing. Is she a round one pick, though? I mean, I don't know. I reckon they uh, they went too early with uh, with Bailey. Uh, they, that they could have picked Bianca or Charlotte at that point. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that I mean, look at the people they've got. I think of everybody, anyone that's a first round pick, maybe Lashley, because he's got the he'll be built in towards WrestleMania and a, and a new match with uh, with Brock Lesnar. Bailey, I think word is that her match with Becky on Monday will kind of end their feud. So. We don't know what the path to WrestleMania will be like for, for Bailey and yeah, Chelsea Green. If you're doing this whole Karen thing, I don't think that's kind of, as we see the room, that's really going to result in many wins for her. I think it seems like a, I lose, but then I complain about it kind of gimmick. So, you know, I don't know if Kwaku is able to keep Grant enough on the straight and narrow for uh, this team to stay out of the bottom half of the table. Jack, uh, what do you think? I mean, I agree with David but they so it's been a bit risky in the past. They were you know, one of the biggest point guarantees you could have made, but I really think this is a season where, you know, it would actually be interesting to see people try and take Jimmy and Jay as singles picks. It's a, yeah, it's a weird one. Maybe maybe singles would have done better as tag, because obviously we, we, we've seen before 
they've got their tag title match next week, but obviously Sammy and Jay defended the titles in Raw last season before the end, and if Jay still doesn't appear, well, it'll be Jimmy and Soul defending it against Braun Strowman and, and Ricochet. We, we've seen that happen. It could happen again if Jay's still a wall. So who knows? I think uh, Bailey is too early, as, as as Dave said, when I was talking about Raquel on, on, on his team. Bailey at round one, when you could have taken Bianca or Charlotte, I think there's more value in taking them at that higher position than, 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 than Bailey, much like Raquel with such and such. You know, you know what I mean? Um, Bobby Lashley, I think, is a great pick. Brian, Brian Daniels, even though he lose at um, Revolution, I think he's going to win his matches up until that point, and then will probably still appear after it. So I think it's still going to be a good pick, even though he'll take the loss at the pay per view. Chelsea Green with a carrying gimmick. If she appears up every week and just complains about not being booked or complains about something, just getting a couple of appearances each week and appearance each week for, for, for what it is and where, where the drafting is fine. Kenny Omega at round six, you'd think seems an absolute blinder. But how often are they going to defend the titles and how often is he going to wrestle? I don't know. We'll need to wait and see. In, in another season, you'd absolutely like in this team to do well. But given storyline and such, I just I just I don't know. I I, I don't know. I really I really don't know about this team. It could it could go well. It could go shit. I just I, I honestly don't know. I think just to follow up on that. Um, I do think this is, is a season too late but we still don't know entirely sure what's happening with Jay I argued with Jack well deliberated with Jack uh, whether we should pick one of them rather than both uh, we weren't sure we didn't pick any of them I don't know in hindsight if just picking Jimmy or Jay would be better we don't know Bobby uh, it's all over Raw he's going to be in there with Lesnar great choice the two AEW picks and Brian Daniels and Kenny Omega, I can't fault them. Chelsea Green, fine, but when Liv was still available, probably better. I'd say in another season, as as said before, great team, but I, I it's, it's missing something. I can't quite pinpoint on it, but it's just it's missing something. There's no pure juggernaut, there's no hefty consistency that Grant and Clacky will need. So I'd say I'm mid-tabler, I'm afraid. That's a uh... We'll stick with Jackie and Ryan as the pair, spelled P-A-Y-R, of Fannies. Again, the most accurate team name in draft history. In all 16 seasons we've done, you guys take us through your team and tell us, you know, Jack likes to say the, the thing wasn't rigged, but him and Ryan getting paired together after talking about how much they want to get paired together. Let's spell a bit. That was a bit fun. It's written in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, got, it's got an unpleasant odour of this you know it's like standing in the queue it's a nice CW show <laughs> will you take one apiece here Ryan we'll go, go aye aye on you go so we we deliberated deliberated between it was either me Kevin or Sammy and I'll say I, I, I probably swayed to take Kevin here Ryan just probably because like, Sammy's going to lose at Chamber I don't think he's going to wrestle much between that point but also I mean do, we can know that they'll win the tag titles at Mania and I thought I'd rather protect those potential lost points at the pay-per-view so that's why we went for Kevin Owens but Ryan yeah um, follow up to go on to Becky I think Becky between Becky and Bailey is probably the best choices for women I don't think the women's roster is a bit unclear and I think going for someone like Becky or Bailey we ended up having to get Becky because 
uh, Grant and Quacker picked Bailey. Uh, it was the second choice, really. Uh, so that's why we went with Becky Lynch. Because we, we did want to ask her, to be fair, but yeah, we couldn't. And we were kind of like, oh, shit. But right, that's fine. But uh, uh, third, we, we wanted either Bobby Lashley or this man. We couldn't get Bobby Lashley. And uh, to be honest, I feel quite happy we've got this man instead. We've got Solo Sokoa. I think an ever-present in the bloodline, potentially the Andre the Giant battle, royale thing. He could be your winner there. Give him a big spotlight. I think he deserves that thing going on. So the core. Third round is an absolutely fantastic pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for round four, we went to Kota Kai, which uh, we shocked ourselves when we, we realised, oh, what women are left and went, oh, damage control. <laughs> Ryan, pick one. <laughs> so I just said to Kota Kai, we could have picked either odd. I'm going to make a bunch of difference. Um, one of the classic or oh, everybody forgot they were there no everyone forgot about them so i'm glad we got them um well they defend they'll defend them at the titles of WrestleMania. if they win or not i don't think it'll matter too much because they're not so prevalent on raw so i'm quite happy with that our next pick obviously as i said before when we're talking about days team the men action 2.0 we had one dom dominic mysterios that didn't happen but we did have our, our, our backup that we were able to get and obviously we 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 paid to call attention to the rules and, and Stephen explained it well. We did take the the, the 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 council to the tribal chief. We did take Paul Heyman. He is someone that will appear in Raw and SmackDown. We saw him that he appeared four or five times last night. If we can get that every week, what a fucking pick that is. Yeah, I mean that's pretty smart as well. You know, getting the wise man and I don't know if um I can't remember. I think it might have been the 2020 season post Mania where. I think somebody picked Zelina Vega in like round five and she ended up racking up like 55 points from mostly just appearance points. Oh, Ross, Ross, revolutionising the, the way we picked on managers and people who aren't wrestling, I'll have you know. I was, I was going to say, uh, people questioned the rule when we chose Paul Heyman, but you forget it was me and Jack that pushed for the rule to change. So if everybody's going to know the rules, us. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we, we, we're the martyrs. This is our fault. Mm-hmm. And we had one more, one more pick line as well. We, we, we didn't get it. Oh, I'm at Um Yeah, so and we went for our ta- we, had, we left tag team to last. I think tag team wise, it was a bit of a low priority, so we left that to last. And Alpha Academy are quite consistent on Raw, even when they are losing the singles matches. So uh, we're mitigating risk there, uh, and I think that's a safe bet for appearances, and especially uh, if the rumours are to be true. I don't know any other recent backup. Against uh, for or against it, but maybe Chad versus Gable at Mania. Again, I can't lose it in there, appearance points, so I'm quite happy. What, Gable on Gable match? Uh, Gable uh, on Gable. Yeah, Gable, Gable. <laughs> you know, that's quite smart, you know, saving your tag team pick for last when they're not your top priority. And you were right about saying, like, they mostly compete as solo performers, but appearance points, you could certainly rack up a few here or there. But yeah, for consistency, yeah, for consistency, I think Alpha Academy as a fifth, as a last round pick, I'm not against it. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's probably not going to be a winning strategy, but for a sixth round pick, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think you really did. Like, clearly, you didn't really prioritize who your side team was going to be, but I think Kevin was a big part of playing this Sammy story. Like, basically, the most prominent story on TV is the stuff with the Berlin Sammy and by extension Kevin. The fact that you've got Kevin, Solo and Paul Heyman who will all be involved in those kind of in segments to do with that story in one way or another, I think it'll be great for you guys appearance point-wise. 
And I guess I get your reasoning as to why you just given over Sammy Becky. I would have thought would have had a clear path to one of the titles at WrestleMania. So I'm interested to see what happens there. And then, like you said, you got Dakota, the women's champion. For my thoughts on her, see why I said about you, Sky. But uh, we got two more teams to go. We got the Transatlantic Heartbreakers. We got Ryan Gallagher. It was like me and Derek Gamble had people we'd like to be with, and they were taken from us and paired together. Because we got Ryan Gallagher against and to pair with Chris Anthony Lopez with Steph Rollins as their captain. They got Roxanne Perez, AC Women's Champion, the acclaimed Jade Cargill, Orange Cassidy, and Adam Pierce, which caused a bit of brackets because we didn't know if he should be picked or not because we made these rules about, you know, non wrestling picks. But Stephen has allowed it, much to the goat chagrin. Adam Pierce, Rangal got custody of him in that messy divorce they had. I'm really surprised by this team. And that it's mostly AEW. You got the Acclaim, the Tag Team Champion, you got the TBS Champion, and the All Atlantic Champion. I mean, Orange has been defending that belt a lot more than people realise and has fallen under the radar the last couple of seasons. So I think maybe if someone could take advantage of those picks, that's, that's solid. But, you know, Adam Pierce, we've seen his history in terms of appearance points, but I don't know if he'll get as many as Paul Heyman will at this season. But Def Rollins, Jack, being their only main roster. And only mania potential, really, unless there's a big fight at WrestleMania one the night that Adam Pierce has to break up. But so several ones be the most prominent one. Uh, especially with the rumors being that he's going to fight Logan Paul at the event. I think that their number one pick will lose against Logan Paul as well. Is an absolute shame. I think, unfortunately, this is the wood, this is the wooden spoon team. I think this is the team that's going to finish last. Uh, Rollins, I think he'll, 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 he'll be able to carry this feud until me. I think this will be their best pick. Uh, I think Roxanne, I don't know how often she'll defend the title after tonight. I think she will win, but also not going to get the, the, the points tonight. They're claimed, I think, a, a good tag team. Jade Cargill, I picked her last season, didn't defend the title as much as what I thought she would. I think it'll be the same this season. Orange Cassidy will, I guess, maybe defend the title every so often in Rampage. But this season is pretty short, so who who knows how long that will happen for? And Adam Pierce would have been picked if we didn't pick Paul Heyman, so it'd be interesting to see who they would have picked instead. But I don't. I think there's enough in other teams to make sure that this team finishes last. Yeah, I would agree. Seth Rollins was round one. Sure, I think picking Sammy would have been better. Uh, Roxanne, fair enough. You get the. NXT Women's Champion off the bat, Asuka was gone immediately before that. It's an okay pick, but I'm not excited too much. I claimed, I think, tag team-wise, after a few of them had gone already, decent choice for that round. Jade Cargo for some reasons, but a bit slower scoring compared to what she was maybe six months ago. Orange Cassidy, sure, but again, shorter season. Adam Pearce is just a ha-ha goat pick. Uh, it's a nothing pick. So it's a five it's a five it's a five team. But um I'm not too excited about this. there's potential for growth and surprise here, but I'm not I'm not putting money on it. Yeah, I have to agree with Ryan. It's looking at that team, it's it doesn't scream WrestleMania season team. I think there's too much investment in AEW and you know, obviously I think the throwaway pick in round six was a bit of a, a missed opportunity to capitalise on like, you know, they could have picked somebody from the main roster that wasn't already picked. They could have picked MJF for for all I cared. Like, but could have picked Roman Reigns. Roman yeah, Reigns been picked at all, right? yeah. Well, yeah, like that's a huge, huge missed opportunity. And 
Seth Rollins round one as their captain. I mean, that's probably the most decent pick that I've seen in this team because Vengeance Days tonight, points don't count until Monday. So I think the Roxanne Perez selection is a bit moot at this point. So I think it's going to be heartbreak for the heartbreakers uh, in this season, if I'm being honest. Well, I think I agree with Rollins and Perez more than I agree with the other picks because, like, yeah, they won't get points for Perez potentially retaining, but that's he's facing two members of a, of a tag team. I think she was always going to retain. So much like a Grayson Waller went for me and Ross, it's like it's about getting those points for her to carry the belt into uh, the WrestleMania weekend, take over and retain it there. So other than Rollins, he's the closest they have to really WrestleMania weekend representation. Uh, the other team, the other members of the team, any other season I would have agreed with. I mean, they will have a big boost in the table, being near the top around about like the week going into and the week coming out of like Revolution at the start of March. Because at least a couple of these teams will be, people will be like defending their belts on that show. I know JKR would say past 50 wins. It seems like every time she wrestles, it's for the title. But then again, she, she can go a couple of weeks before she does wrestle between like defences. I wouldn't quite say wins, but I think I actually think there's another team where I talked about they'll have the wins, but I don't think these guys will be far, far ahead of them in that sense. I would love to have one of these guys on at some point during the season to talk about their process here and who, who took control. Because I really worry that Ryan take my precious Chris Anthony Lopez under. He's led him astray. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm professional, professional. Anyway, final team. The team now known as Andy and Steve in the morning. Uh, Andy Mitchell team with Steve and Wilson. I'm sure they're both thrilled with this arrangement, but for a last round team, I think they've really taken advantage of, for the team that's playing last, I think they've really taken advantage of the state draft here, but a really solid, solid team on paper. But Sami Zayn uh, finally taken, I thought he would have gone sooner. Now, May's return last night on SmackDown. Interestingly enough, they're, they're the only team that didn't make their first round pick their captain. They went with second round pick of Asuka. I believe they are, she is the favourite right now going into the chamber, so we're going to take advantage of that. Imperium, Kaiser and Vici did lose last night, sadly, to Strowman and Ricochet. Darby Alger was a great pick going into this, but uh, it has lost the TNT title which David Campbell has made sure to laugh and laugh over in the years as I've left it. And you got, like I said, Joey Gargano qualifies as Jumper, as has Liv Morgan, so they're really, they're really going to be covered uh, at the Chamber for representation. Other than Asuka, I don't know who else is really going to pick up the win for them there, but Darby I wouldn't be too worried about because I'm sure he'll bounce back, and as long as we and Ross are preparing points for Gunther, then Vici and Kaiser will be around them. So I don't know if this is how much of a winning team this is, but, you know, Salmon and Asuka, especially uh, Ryan, will be team picks to look out for, especially leading into to WrestleMania. Yeah, I was just about to jump in and say that, Scott. I'm glad you said it. But before we get there, just the idea of Stephen being forced to draft last because of his rule mm. and not winning. Love it. Love it. I mean, That's he said it before. Stephen, right? I mean, he said it before. It's the second time this has happened because he was paired with me in the first ever tag season and I'd won the one before it. So, just par, par. Uh, but anyway, on to the team. I think compared to the other teams, this is one of the teams that has the brilliant start in the draft, and it just kind of falls off at the end. Uh, getting Sammy, we chose not to get Sammy when we did. Fair enough, they got them. Good choice. Asker, brilliant to put some in a favourable position, and then it starts going down a bit. Obviously, Impedium was going to and around Gunther. They get appearance points. They'll probably lose tag matches from now and then because of the storyline. If, if if it goes Drew Sheamus wise, 
as you said, they didn't win the tur- they, were, they lost the final tournament last night. So other than that, I don't know what else they're doing. Darby Allen just lost the title. Is he going to be off television for a while? A wee break or something? What's he going to do next? Don't know. Johnny Gargano, yeah. Um, I said on the draft, it's. I mean, it's, it's Hunter's running the show now. You're going to pick people like Gargano because they're, they're Triple H guys, right? But I don't know what they're going to do with Johnny. So it's, I, I don't know what. Maybe it was a bad idea. Um, I think Liv round six last choice is pretty good though. I don't, especially with the show in the Rumble. I don't know how much she'll do in the Chamber, but she won't have a half decent. She'll have a half decent show in the Rumble uh, <coughs> Chamber. Sorry. Uh, so I I don't blame her for going round six, but I'm excited for this team dropped quite quickly after round three and four. You know what? You know what I love. I love that. I was like Darby Allen's lost the belt. He put in Twitter that simply be gone away. And apparently, it's like he agreed with Tony Khan at the start of the year that he'd be allowed to do some filming for outside projects of AEW. So he's just not going to be in TV for ages because he's filming TV shows and stuff. So that's I love that. That Hopefully, that's going to be a big fat zero for, for Darby Allen and that there. I think Sami Zayn, they would have been counting the lucky stars. They managed to get him last. Don't have a clue of how Rollins got before him. Yeah. Bailey as well, obviously. I think that's great. Obviously, Asuka, I think everyone wanted Asuka. They were great to get Asuka around two. Imperium, I think they were unlucky with Braun Strowman Ricochet winning, but they're going to be in and around Gunther and this icy tail feud that's potentially happening. So I think they'll get their appearances anyway. Johnny Gargano, obviously, going to be in the chamber. What happens after the chamber, I don't know. And I think Liz Morgan around six would be really good. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I think getting someone like Liz Morgan in your last round, I think, is really good. I don't. What could have been a winning team, I think, has is, is fell from the wayside quite a bit. Yeah, like, first week alone, you know, Darby Allen dropping the TNT title, not the best of starts, even before scoring begins. Johnny Gargano, I think, it could be a surprise, you know, given that he's in the US title elimination chamber. If he ends up winning, he could possibly feud with Theory between then and Mania, you know, have a bit of back and forth between them. But if Theory is scheduled to host an open challenge against Cena, it does leave Johnny hanging a little bit. So, I mean, I think it's good. This team overall is good for the short term, you know, having Asuka as their captain, banking on her getting... Elimination Chamber points and then possibly switching to Sami Zayn for Mania season. That that makes sense, but it feels like they're only operating at like 80% capacity a little bit here. Liv Morgan is a six-round pick. The Liv buzz is gone, in my opinion. And so I think it makes sense to have her as a sixth-round pick. Still overly popular, so she could get appearances and whatnot in between. Again, not a team that sort of lights the world on fire, but... Two very solid opening round picks. The rest of it is just kind of meh. Fair enough. Uh, usually we talk about some picks that maybe didn't get a pick, but I think uh, right now the biggest one we need to mention, Roman Reigns. I mean, I think we've learned, like, especially since becoming double champion, that Roman great in terms of appearance, but you know he is without being the, the biggest name in the company. Maybe when you look at it from a drafted point of how we designate points, doesn't always, you know, give you the biggest return on that. Especially this season when everybody seems convinced that he will finally drop at least one belt to Cody at WrestleMania, drop both of them. And then that leads to questions to what does Roman do after WrestleMania? So despite that and like again the the history of like Roman well sometimes in a tie team with Heyman and uh as a singles fan this draft, despite obviously not always being the highest scorer, is it still a big missed opportunity or do you think it's a case of people playing it safe? 
I think Ro- Roman's beaten Sammy at Lemon's Chamber. I think that's just yeah. sets stone. That's what's happening. But the threat of potential is in two belts at Mania. If that's how they book it, even losing one is bad. But the threat of losing two is a bit much. Um, he's going to be on television ever since the, the Sammy term uh, at the weekend. They are. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be there. It's not like he's going to be like, sporadic week on week off. He's going to be on television because of that storyline. That's what's going to happen. You, you don't take your biggest star off the show on the build up to media. That's not what you do. So, in terms of the run up, you get decent points, but you're going to take a heavy penalty at the end. So, you, if if he hasn't got to be in much television, as maybe I think they would be, it's a bad idea. Um, so, I personally wouldn't have picked Roman. I think it was kind of what I was saying on the draft night. When it comes to this season, this is the season where you have to draft the smartest. And everyone knows, we could have, we could have told you this last summer, Roman is losing at Mania. This, that is the end of the story of him being the, 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 the champion. That's what's happening. Nobody wants to take that risk. Potentially, when a lot of the talk was he was going to drop both belts, no one wants to take that risk when there's other picks that will be fighting regularly between now and Mania and potentially winning a match at Mania as well. For this season alone, there is there is not enough weight and value to take Roman high enough. Probably could have went lower, probably could have went five or six and just not put the caps here and just have him there. But there was not enough weight in Roman this season to take him in the first few rounds. I kind of disagree with what you guys have been there. As I've been saying, but now is the time. As I see that we're actually approaching an hour here, which even for the, these table shows where it's all four and the teams is still I think too long. I'll go around everybody, and as usual, we give a, who you think is going to win this season. I mean, you can see yourself if you want, but try not to. Um, who you think is going to come last, and who do you think is going to be the team that, even though they may not win, they will surprise everybody. I'll go. In order how I can see him on, on my screen here, so I'll go David first. Team to win. Uh, Goats incarnate. Uh, uh, last place team, Transatlantic Heartbreakers. And surprise team, Pair of Fannies. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm being, this is without choosing our choosing my own team. Just for clarification. Fair enough. Yeah. I think without choosing my own team, because I would put them there. I think it's between us two. I think it's going to go some carnival one. If I, if I wasn't, I've not let put my own team. It's going to be their team. I think my my dark course is men in a mission two point think My wooden spoon is transatlantic heartbreakers or Alba Gugraps two point oh. Hmm. Uh, Ryan? Um, if I was going to be nice, I'd have said Goats Incarnate, but I'm the heel in this show, so I think me and Jack will win this season. <laughs> and actually, actually, the more I look at the Goats team, I hate it. I wouldn't say that I've done mean it. We're an analysis show. I genuinely think we've got this. Um, I think Goats teams get too much lost power in the in many a night. I think it will crash like Ross' team did. Uh, to hear that we are the surprise package is a bit insulting, considering I think we've got this. Uh, last place last place Transatlantic Heartbreakers I think uh, too many oddball picks at random times um, I don't see it 
and surprise I'll go for Serenity now and Scott McLeod and Rose McLeod. Thank you, thank you. Nice to be appreciated. You're very welcome. <laughs> uh, it's weird because for me, looking at it, it's easier to see who might be a surprise and who might come last than it is to see who might win it just looking at them. No, also not picking my own team. Uh, in terms of last, I can't see past Albert Gugrats 2.0. A uh, surprise! I'm gonna say Andy and Stephen in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and winners. I actually can't pick a winner. A uh, winning team right now. You can't. Oh, so, well, I, mean, I could say pair of fatties because you're the only other team I'm confident in other than my own. Because I've already had my criticism about goats and carnet. I really don't want to because everyone else is afraid to. But I'm reluctantly seeing you, even though you are a pair of fannies. It's built the regular term, but you are a pair of fannies. Thanks for so there you have <laughs> Expectations have been set, and Jack and Ryan can only disappoint us from here. No, uh, no. Do you know what? Jack can say what you want, right? We've won this. Jack, well done in your fourth one. Uh, you finally got a tag team season. I'll get my second, and that's it. Game over. Right, summer slam season. Let's go. I will. I will hold on to this moment for if when if something goes wrong at some point in the season, I will come back to this moment. By the way, I will not like forget. Clip it. it. I'll clip it. I'm editing the show. I'll clip it and send you it. Right. <laughs> clip it. Fucking clip you. Anyway, I've been talking to you for too long. Thank you everybody for tuning into our draft. Uh, analysis show starting off the season we'll be back in some combination next week uh, to start bringing in the first week and talk about the starting road to Wrestlemania actually I don't think it's that long until the chamber we did talk about it, it's going to start off hot because next week there's no pay-per-view but then the following after that we do have the chamber and a few weeks after that will be revolution so going to be some big points uh, coming very quickly but I want to thank my panel for joining me. Thank you, David Hockney. Thank you. Thank you, Jack Graham. Thank you. And fuck you, Ryan Douglas. It's written in the stars a million miles away. A message to the main. Oh, oh. And I'd like to insist that Ryan Douglas at all times stays a million miles away from me. Thank <laughs> you for <everybody laughs> next week. Ciao. <laughs>